0: I wasn't leading with empathy and I wasn't being compassionate about the situation of, doesn't matter like why it happened, I reacted to something without like, I didn't type it out and look at it, I didn't think, I have this rule with my wife, if I'm gonna do something fucking crazy, I catch it, I send it to her first. Welcome to Dope Conversations with Dave Carroll and Friends. Despite my early life being filled with trouble, mistakes, and eventually going to prison, I've been able to open up multiple seven-figure businesses, and we are reshaping the landscape of how direct mail marketing works for local businesses. In this podcast, we're going to combine business, life challenges, triumphs, and the decisions that define us. Together, we're going to elevate your business, enrich your personal journey, or maybe just indulge in some genuine conversations with friends, industry giants, and other thought leaders that I want you to hear more from. Let's fill your cup
1: and dive in. Here we go. Welcome back to Dope Conversations with Dave Carroll and friends. My name is Rich Cardona. I'm in Minneapolis right now, hanging out with my man, Dave. And Dave, before we start, I want to tell you about a conversation I had with one of my business coaches, a mentor of mine, I would say at this point. He said to me, Few months ago, when I had a really adverse reaction to like a client who decided to leave, it was like soul crushing. Yeah. Cause we had like really put our best foot forward. I'm like, what happened here? Where did we go wrong? I was evaluating everything. And he goes, clients come and go. He goes, you cannot make your business a part of your identity. And I was just like, I had to think about that for so long. So today, I want to talk to you about like the emotional ties in business and like, what are the dangers of being too emotionally invested in something? Like you literally reformed your life. It's almost like a completely separate life from your felonious past, which we always say, but like, there's still some major roller coaster moments, but like talk about the emotional ties in business and the dangers of being too heavy in it.
0: I think a lot of the emotional ties in business go into your, you know, you got these like keywords, punch, whatever you call them, like, EQ, emotional intelligence, Mm -hmm. but I think it goes to like, when you're first starting your company, it's a very emotional process, whether it's you on your own, your business partner, your spouse, you know, I've been through all those situations. When you're first starting out, everything is very emotional because you're like, you're giving up time to do something for the business, or maybe you're not home for dinner because you're working later, finishing a job up, or you're extending financially to make something happen, whether it's taking out a lien on your house or taking out a loan or doing, maybe just working really hard to come up with money, whatever the case is. Business is only as emotional as you make it and coming like, look, (laughs) I'd raise four of my fucking hands (laughs) if I had them. I am an emotional creature. I am a reactive person. What I've found is I've gotten further in business and just like around more people that I define as successful, less is more. Hmm. And I'm like, it's, it's one of my like affirmations lately when I just in my morning routine is like, when you understand that passion and emotion are two different things. <laughs> and when you're passionate about something that can be captivating. When you're emotionally reactive all the time and you're kind of this like wild card, what version of you are people going to get? Like that shit doesn't get easier as you grow and have more people around. It gets harder. I can speak right now to like a lot of my job is getting better as a manager, getting better as a leader, getting better at communicating because I simply just have more people whose day could be dependent on my interaction with them. And it's like, that's a fucking responsibility that you take on that you don't always realize. I go back to like (coughs) my power washing business, boots on the ground, wearing a lot of hats in a company. And I'm just like, (sighs) I think about how much I can come across naturally as a hothead, as reactive. But it was before I started the practices of empathy before I started like really trying to practice, it's not about how I feel about something. How is someone gonna receive what I'm giving them? Because Mm. that's more important. It's not about me anymore. Not that it was about me in the first place, but it always felt like it was. Like that every decision was dependent on me. That every action, like that I could do something better than everyone else. Gary Vee said this one time, and it was like, if you can get someone to do 70% of what you're doing, you've hired a great employee. I think it's lower. I think it's 50. If you can look at how to remove yourself from your business, that's one thing. Like Someone else is doing the job that you're doing, but it's a whole other thing to emotionally remove yourself from a result so that if someone makes a mistake, does something wrong, falls into that 30 to 50% of like doing it differently than you would and the result's not the same. How emotionally capable are you of being okay with that? And that shit's a journey. (laughs) Like it's, and by no means, let me be clear here. I am far from fucking perfect with any of this. But what I will say, I have the intention every day to get better at this stuff. Sure. Because I know that like the more, Emotionally involved, I am. People are attracted to that passion. Like, and I'm very passionate about a lot of the things that we're doing. But you can make one misstep in an emotional reaction that can dramatically affect any relationship. Passion will never do that. You can come across as passionate. I always say, like, uh, ask the question What's the difference between crazy and eccentric? A million dollars. (laughs) So, like, Your passion can come across. And I think I said this too in a previous episode. Sometimes you got to get people to love you before they'll like you. And I want that to be taken the right way. If you can be yourself and be transparent and understand that like people just get, like for me, I'll speak for myself right now. I can come across to our team as very like passionate, emotional, reactive. It's because I fucking care. Yeah, But my job is to not let my emotions disturb the passion that i have because my emotions can come across very incorrectly but my passion is very
1: transparent can you give us uh, an example of a time where you emotionally reacted business-wise and it might have set you back or something last week yeah hit it any of those that use slack in your business
0: (laughs) i'm a slack hawk I'm in the channels. I'm looking at stuff. Probably probably (laughs) lifting rocks up that I shouldn't always be looking at. And I saw some shit in our sales team last week and I had an emotional reaction because we had had a sales team member that they were actually on a performance review Mm -hmm. about something that they had done wrong. And wrong, just not following a system or process that led towards success and a customer having a good experience. And they didn't do it again once, they did it twice and i saw it and i caught it in like a customer service chat uh-huh. and again this is me to a fault dude like i still like to know what's going yes. on and i'm working on it every day
1: but situational I, awareness 100% <laughs> dude
0: and i sent i sent my not my direct report we have a sales manager i went directly to that employee and probably let him know how i felt in a way that like wasn't the most I wasn't leading with empathy and I wasn't being compassionate about the situation of, doesn't matter like why it happened. I reacted to something without like, I didn't type it out and look at it. I didn't think, I have this rule with my wife. If I'm going to do something fucking crazy, I catch it. I send it to her first. (laughs) And usually the message that ends up getting out after that is very far from my initial reaction. It's funny. I get shit from our leadership team. I have this document hopefully no one ever gets the password to, or the password my laptop it's called dave's rage page <laughs> and it's a timestamped thing of like it's my journal of fuck it is like something goes wrong and i go there and i fucking Unle- you let it out and i go back and read the shit and i'm embarrassed by it but it gives me a place to hold myself accountable but like i'm fucking human The comment I made to our sales team member didn't hit the rage page because there was rage. And I like tempered it down, did a little bit, but we're all human. And just because you're working on something, you're practicing something, you're going through something, you got to give yourself permission to forgive yourself Mm -hmm. for decisions that you made, for things that you do. But if you have the right communication and the right relationships, I had dialogue with that team member 24 hours after and we're closer right now and have a better relationship than when I sent him that message. Mm-hmm. Because of the dialogue we were able to have after that. Yeah. But as a leader, I got to own what I do. I got to practice what I preach. I have to be able to take accountability for my actions because I have very high standards for myself and I hold everyone else in my life to pretty high standards. Almost too high at times. But I also have gotten to a point where I'm self-aware enough to identify when I'm making a mistake yeah. and in a situation like this, where I can speak from like, it's so humbling for me for people to be like, Dave, you're successful. Dave, you made it. Dave. It's like, yeah, God's still got a lot of work to do on me. It's and all like, part of the story. hundred percent dude. And so like I think about the interaction I had last week and I'm not something I'm proud of, but even where I'm at in my journey right now, like I still learn Yeah, every day
1: if you were gonna give uh, in the last 60 seconds here, the listeners like a way to just hit pause, like their own rage page in some way, like what's a way you could coach someone to be like, just hold that thought, wait 24 hours, especially if it's their baby, it's their business, and they are emotionally tied to it, and it's early, what would you tell them to do?
0: So first off, if you're fucking like me, You probably relate to this a little bit, just this whole word track episode, the whole thing where it's like, fuck, man, I can just be a dick sometimes. It's how I explain it to my children. You got to feel that ginger ale. (laughs) You got to feel that bubble. When that shit's rising, you have to be able to identify that. And I don't think that it's in the moment. For you other hotheads that are, that are going through this, and to whatever degree, you know, probably a seven or a eight. We might have some twos or threes. We might have some tens listening or whatever. <sighs> if everyone's got a cell phone, right? This day and age, we all got a phone. Hop open that fucking note section, and just catch yourself next time. You got to identify the feeling. Hmm. You got to identify that ginger ale when when you're feeling like that squirreliness, when you're feeling that angst, and whatever your trigger is, you get sweaty pits, you start fucking leg twitching, whatever the fuck your thing is, the person that you have to deal with every day to be successful, they're staring at you in the fucking mirror every morning. (laughs) You gotta make a commitment to that fucking person staring back at you That you're gonna do some work to at least identify physically. We all got our trackers, right? The Garmin watches, the whoops, the oar rings, the thing. This shit will literally tell you when this is happening.
1: Oh, yes, it does. You
0: gotta be able to look at when is that heart rate going up? When are you getting just that? You you know yourself well enough, however self aware you are, that you know when you're getting a little worked up. Mm -hmm. You gotta identify how to figure that out first and then hit the brakes. Yeah. Pull out that phone. Get to that note section, that document, that something. Maybe it's your spouse, maybe it's your business partner. What I would challenge everyone to do is find an outlet. Where is your safe place? Mm-hmm. Where is that relationship that you have that's non judgmental? And it could be like a friend that you went to high school or college with that has yeah. nothing to do with your business that you could ask permission, like, Dude, do you mind if every once in a while where I'm just like gonna do some crazy shit if I just send it to you first and you'll be shocked at the people that would be humbled that you were using them as that outlet. Maybe you're gonna use that to open up a door that's been closed for a while, a relationship or something like that. If you can first identify the feeling with that ginger ale Mm. and then put something in place. You might be a writer, you might be a typer, you might be a voice to texter. Figure out an outlet or a safe place where you can dump your thoughts because I fucking promise you If you go back to what you were thinking 24 hours before, it'll feel fucking stupid a lot of the times. And I know we've all heard this. We've all gone through it. We should all be journaling. We should all be meditating. But the work isn't doing that shit. Stop yourself. Identify the feeling. Write it the fuck down or document it before you shoot it off.
1: If you are listening to this episode and you've had an adverse reaction, share it with Dave, tag him on Instagram, and tell him exactly what you did. Please. Uh, Because I think these are the types of stories that'll be just not only memorable, but as you tell Dave, you're going to realize, oh, shit. So we'll see you next episode. Hit us with that.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Dope Conversations with me, Dave Carroll, and my incredible friends. From the depths of adversity to the peaks of success, we've journeyed through the intricate tapestry of business and life. Remember, every challenged face is an opportunity to redefine ourselves. As we close, reflect on the insights shared and considered how you can elevate your business and your personal journey. And until next time, keep your cup full and stay dope.